These readings that we have today are not specifically meant to go with the sacrament of confirmation, but I think they line up really nice. In this whole parables that Jesus is speaking of, all three of them speak about something that's very helpful, something that is, it's an image that I personally need to kind of soak in in these days, especially as we kind of continue to go through the, just this pandemic and, you know, the ups and downs of everything we're all experiencing. And this, this image of growing, of needing to grow. Even when the servants are sitting there and they're looking at the weeds in this field that were, that were planted by the enemy, they're like, do you want us to go and pull up the, the weeds? And, and he says, no. Let them grow together. Let them grow together. And when I was younger, I would have to say that that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But as I, am, as I have gone on in age and I'm sitting there and, I'm, and you know, we're going through these days even, there is something to be said that when we are growing with the weeds of this world together, it shapes us, it forms us. And if we, as long as we are truly uh, being that wheat that we are created and living out that call that we have received, there's something incredibly powerful and beautiful to this, to this story about this, see it grow. And at the end of this age, we will be like the sun in the Father's kingdom, shining. But we don't always look like the wheat. And maybe some of you may have gone through the mental gymnastics of kind of doing an evaluation. Am I, am I wheat or weed? And that's the, there's another reason why, why this parable tells the servants not to go and pick out the weeds because he's worried that they're going to get it mixed up with the wheat. And I know that to be just a part of my story. I mean, two weeks ago, I had the night, some of the Knights of the Columbus came to my house at the St. Joseph's Table Group to make some repairs around the house and to paint the outside. And uh, on Thursday, Neil Stoneberg was, was sitting down and, and he was he commented on this uh, flower pot that I have back out in my backyard. And he says, Father, you've got some really nice flowers out here. And I says, I know. They just kind of popped up. I don't even know where they came from. And he looked at me and goes, well, that's because they're weeds. And he started pulling them all out. I didn't, I had no idea that they were weeds, you know? And I was, and I was fired as a young man, you know, as a, as a child really, uh, by my mother when I would go out and try to help her in the garden because I would often mistake the flowers she just planted with the weeds she was asking me to pull up. So I was asked not to help anymore. It's just not my gift. And it's not a lot of our gifts. And for us to sit there and spend way too much time trying to judge who is wheat and who is wheat in this world and to identify there's something about us that, you know, we kind of like to be, we would like to have a say in who gets into heaven and who doesn't. Jesus just makes the case, that's going to be up to the angels in the end. I'll give them that job. It's not, it's not up to you to decide. 
What we are called to do is to sit there and remember to grow, to grow in this time. And I think in a very special way, I have been my, my little kind of battle cry lately with people as we, as we continue to have these ups and downs of, of the pandemic and, and people are reacting in all sorts of different emotional ways and spiritual ways, is that we just, you know, I know that on my bad days, it's usually because I've listened to a little bit too much news, you know, or I've sat there, I've, or I've allowed myself to kind of lose some hope. And then all of a sudden, my attitude just kind of just spirals down. And so one of the things that I've just realized is what we need to do is we need to truly just, we need to cling to the Lord. Jesus Christ himself has to be our guide through this pandemic. We've got to listen a whole lot less to politicians and the media and a whole lot more to the one who sits there and says, come, follow me. And to sit there and to be people and to, to really, you know, be his witnesses, his witnesses in these times. And that's where I wanted to just kind of address to, to you guys who are being confirmed, to Sophia, to Daniel and Paul, to sit there and let you know that when you receive, I am going to lay hands on you today and I'm going to call down the Holy Spirit. I'll be wearing a mask. But there will be no social distancing in the sacrament. And I'm going to anoint you with the Holy Spirit. And that is so that you can continue to grow into the men and women God has created you to be. And to be his witnesses in this time, in this world. And you'll witness to him through your faith, through your hope, and through your charity. You are going to be called to be witnesses of his passion, his cross, and his resurrection. Because when we talk about being lights in the kingdom of the Father, that is our final home. This isn't it. This is our training ground. We're walking and living in this life for the eternal reality that he has unlocked for us through that cross. And we will, we will be those people of hope that will be able to be witnesses, not just of his passion, but of his resurrection. That as he rose, so will we. And so will the people that will, will come to know him through us. And so I just called, I call you as you receive this sacrament today, I want you to realize what you're, what you're receiving, and that is the Holy Spirit that will come to the aid and does come to the aid of our weakness. And for those times where we don't even know what to say, we don't even know how to pray, he will search out the heart and he will know exactly what you need and he will help you to give words to give words to those prayers 
I'd like to call everyone's attention to uh, an article that um, Father Rick put together in this weekend's bulletin, and it's all about prayer, and, and spe specifically around the prayer around Mass and the intercessions that we that we that we pray and we the and how we intercede for each other and how we we pray together uh, in in a Mass. And there's several different ways that he maps out in this article, but one of the things that I'd like to kind of put forward for you today is that, you know, there's a way that, yeah, we can have the 40-some the people here on the property uh, to celebrate Mass, but there's also another way that we, we used to have back when normal times where we would have the red book out in the back. And as people walked in, you know, people who had certain things on their heart, people who were struggling with something or knew someone else who was, who was in need of a great prayer would come and they would write that prayer into this book. And then with the bread and wine as it would come forward and stuff, we would, we would also bring this book forward would to be a sign that we are going to be praying all of us for, for all of these needs. And so it was a way for us to gather, not just, you know, for me to be praying for that particular need that my friend asked me for, but to invite all of you into that prayer for my friend as well. And it brings a power when we sit there and we bring these prayers to the Mass, where God is, is present to us in His most powerful way, in His body and blood. And we, and, we, and we offer these prayers up together. So we can't, it's not as easy for us to do this, have it out in the back table and not many people can get to the book anymore. So Father Rick has put together a plan that is all mapped out in his bulletin letter and you can call the office, you can email the front desk, you can email Father Rick. You can let us know what you need us to be praying for. And we will write it in this book. And after we write it in this book, we are going to bring this book up and we are going to place it right here. And we're going to be offering these prayers to the Father for whoever it is that needs this prayer. This is another way where we give witness. This is, a, this is another way where we can be his living members of his body in this world. We, me, you, will all be the people who will sit there when someone comes to you with something that they are hurting with inside. We will look them in the eye and say, I'm going to pray for you. My church is going to pray for you. We got you. We will offer you up to the one who loves you the most. I can't tell you how many times intentionally from the heart if you say that to a, to another human being who's hurting it gives them a sense of peace it does help the process of healing start right away and it and it lets them know that they're not alone and it builds the image for them just like it does for us that we have a guide. We have a guide in this life. He has given us the gift of his Holy Spirit. And to live that spirit is something that is just the greatest gift we can do. And it's gift to the world. 
if we really allow that spirit to take hold of our lives and we're courageous enough to follow it.